0: hey everyone and welcome to the breaking the barrier podcast the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible I'm Andrew I'm
1: Zach I'm really interested to understand what we're talking about today because I only realized that Andrew had done notes for this episode about 15 seconds beforehand so yay. I actually
0: I actually did them like a, a few days ago
1: <laughs> yes we have been like ships in the night trying to sort out uh, this particular episode uh episode because you know stuff happens, stuff happens life yeah. is hard i mean mm. first it, it
0: was it was first you then it was me then i think it was maybe or is that just i don't know we were know. Three times.
1: yeah it's just been tough i mean um obviously we're in the middle of our fourth lockdown and now mm. and that's still going but we'll talk about that in a second but i've just really been struggling ever since i did my mini andrew where i spoke about doing seven days in a row um i did eight days mm. um you know another day after that and then the weekend after that, the wheels just fell off. Um, yeah, just, you know, really lost a lot of motivation. Uh, and then the last week or so, uh, being actually a little bit sick. So you might even hear it coming through in my voice a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. You sound of a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's a bummer. Um, do you think, do you think
1: that, uh, because your next event's kind of,
0: well, your next event's not that far away. It's in July. 31
1: days. Yeah. 31 days till the 105 K race, which is not great. Um, the only consolation I've got is that, uh, daryl has been injured and dean has had a chest infection so all three of us have been pretty terrible the last week or so
0: dark way to look so at it i like it we're,
1: we're, we're all sitting there going we've lost all credibility as runners we've lost all fitness we're telling ourselves all those lies yeah. that runners tell themselves when they even take a day off
0: that'll happen
1: um and you know it's just going to be right now the, the focus of the brim bank 105 in a month's time is going to be about finishing not so yeah. much about time but it's Good. an experience anytime you try and do a race like that it's an experience so so you know try and learn from that and not worry too much about the time and you know you always could have gone into a race saying i could have done more so you know this will just be a case where if, you know if it is harder i've got some legitimate excuses uh, yeah. this time because yeah my last week or so has just been really tough like that extension of lockdown by another what is something i read today someone said we're three weeks into a seven day lockdown <laughs> that's about right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it just it messes with your head it, yeah,
0: I mean, but hopefully, you know, it seems like on Friday things are going to change for the better. Uh, you know, we've had a little bit of easing, but nothing really. I mean, gyms haven't opened here in uh, Metro Victoria, uh, Metro Melbourne, whatever. Um, but it sounds like uh, at least at least travel is going to open up next yeah. uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can certainly sympathize with that man. I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope, I hope when things get back on you can you can it's just a question of a mental thing and then once it's like looking up you can just get motivated again
1: I think it's mental I think I've been sick the last yeah. couple of days and that's been sickness like I've been I was, I've was i been tired and I've had a sore throat and all that mm. sort of stuff but I think the week after doing well, I'll be honest. I kind of had in my head I was going to do this seven-day lockdown challenge. Yes. The second the seven days turned into 14 days and it's then like, turned into 21 days, it kind of just broke me a little bit mentally. Yeah. And I went, I really just don't think I can keep doing this. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes with runners, it's feast or famine. And so I went from, you know, running every day for two hours to not running for four days in a row. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about consistency. I just haven't been consistent the last three weeks, which is, you know, I got to listen to my own lessons that I talk to our listeners about.
0: But, you know, at the same time, you know, because you do run so much, I think your body and mind are probably telling you just mm. chill out for a bit. And that's not the worst thing in the world, you know, because you'll come back. Like, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was feeling really that flat. And then I went for a run that I was going to not go for. And I ended up running my sub (laughs) 25K. So so before you know it, like you'll go out there and you'll find it. And it'll just be like, oh, there it is. But I think because you've done so much for so long, it's just like.
1: Yeah. The big test is going to be tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, I've got no excuses not to get up and get out there. So it's, am I going to actually get up and do it? Because I mean, last couple of days, I've been getting over sickness. So, you know, I've, I've been trying to listen to my body and not train um Mm. and and, you know concentrate on sleep and concentrate on hydration and all that sort of stuff i've got no excuses tomorrow morning so you know i got no excuses this weekend so i think you know a month out from this race definitely enough time to find my um my race legs it's not like you can really taper when you're going to do 105k no it's kind of like no point (laughs) to you kind of like just keep going and you know try not to injure yourself yeah yeah Yeah. how's your training been yeah good man i'm
0: kind of I'm, i'm kind of at the opposite end at this point um you know, my runs, my weekly long runs are, are getting longer. So I've stopped looking at just adding uh, five minutes to each run. Now I'm just, I'm going a little bit more into time. So I uh, sorry distance. So basically uh, I hit 16 kilometers on Monday um, and it was good. It felt great. Like I was able to, I basically went um, uh, like three kilometers sort of easy. Oh no, sorry. Two kilometers easy, three kilometers moderate. And then I did that All the way up until 16 and i felt great like it was fine and so i'll I'll, next monday i'll try to go for 18 and then 20 and then probably once i hit 20 i'll probably go for 22 then 25 then 30. Um, this
1: is exciting you're going to be out for long runs with me soon i know it's crazy for a few hours like yeah
0: i was out there for about an hour and a half and it felt great like it's so fun to like look back at the first time that I ever ran 16 kilometers, which is 10 miles for for our American friends. That was my first double digit in in that system uh, run and how scared of it I was, how horrible it felt and now, doing it now it's like I was able to choose what pace I wanted to run the whole time knowing that I could have gone faster if I wanted to, but also knowing, like gaining the knowledge that I have in a couple of years in the sense that just because I know I could go faster doesn't necessarily mean that I should, Correct. Um, which is a big lesson. Um, yes. So that's great. I did some intervals this morning. I did 10, 400 meter repeats at like 340 pace. Um, And today I'm like right in the middle of the Henry Cavill training in nutrition. So I'm, I'm like,
1: what is that? I mean, I'm like yeah. Gainstown, dude. So, Talk about that. You mentioned that. And I I think I know what it means, but I'm not sure I do.
0: Yeah, so basically for my YouTube, uh, the Melbourne Superman YouTube, I did a poll on the Instagram and I said, you know, would you like to see me train like a celebrity? Uh, and overwhelming response was yes. So, of course, the first one that I'm going to do is Henry Cavill. That's what I'm doing yes. today. And so what I'm doing is I looked at his training and nutrition for Man of Steel and I looked at his bulking phase. So basically the the most extreme that he did. So um I'm eating I mean, it, this
1: stuff is available on things like men's health. and Yeah. G2 and, that, isn't yeah. It? yeah. and you
0: gotta, you gotta kind of navigate it because I, I looked at about five or six different sites and I took the sort of, um, uh, everything that was pretty much the same. Like there were certain yeah. discrepancies, but uh, you know, I took everything, the, the constants and, you know, I came up with that and it's pretty close. And, uh, so I'm basically, I've, I've done his nutrition that he had, I've done his workouts, which were crazy. Like I was pushing, um, Forty kilogram dumbbells on the incline dumbbell press, dude. I've never done that. It was crazy. Yeah, um, f- like far out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about five thousand calories into a fifty one hundred calorie day. So I'm like really full. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Like
0: uh, I normally eat probably about fifty to hundred carbs a day, and by the time I'm done with today, I'll eat be eating almost like five hundred carbs. Wow. Five hundred grams of protein, bunch of. It's crazy. It's not. It's just for fun. Like it's, it, yeah. I will say this to everybody listening, do not go out there and replicate celebrity workouts because it probably won't work for you. Uh, yeah. I'm just doing it for fun, just to see what it's like. But so that's- And you're a fit
1: was... person trying to do a fit person celebrity workout. If you're not a fit person and you tried to do that, you probably break. Exactly. Like 40 like... kilogram dumbbells, that's 80 kilograms you're pushing. Yeah. I mean, my deadlifts are well, not that far above that. I, like, I yeah. I,
0: I tell you what, because basically his workouts, they're very low volume, but they're very heavy. Yeah. Um, so when you're doing very heavy, you have to do low volume so that your muscles can you know, uh, recover. And so it's four sets of five for that particular exercise. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to be doing five reps, I got to push something heavy. So <clears throat> I was just like, you know what, let's just go for the 40s. Uh, and just getting them up is a freaking workout. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I, I, I just made five on each. Like I probably have gone six, but I was like, nah, I'll just do the five with these. And I was just trying to really... keep your
1: shoulders where they are. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At one point, my, my left shoulder was just like, not hurting, but because that's my weak shoulder, it was starting mm. to give out. And I was like, all right, well, that's fun. But it was cool. It was like, I've not pushed weight that um, that heavy before. Um, do you think you'll be sore tomorrow? I'm really interested to see how sore I'm going to be. Because I, uh, I'm thinking, because I was telling Aaron this, I was like, Do you know, this workout, for example, the chest, uh, it was a chest and back, uh, the chest exercises, there's only two chest exercises, four sets of each, so it's eight sets. Uh, normally my chest days in, include maybe three or four, possibly five exercises with three mm. to four, but I don't lift that heavy. So in the eight sets that I did, I probably accumulatively lifted the same amount, if not maybe a little bit more than my, you know, 16 sets to 18 yeah. sets. Um, so it was definitely, it was cool. Um, weighted pull-ups, those were a bitch. <laughs> uh, bar, and barbell rows. But it was a great, it was a great day. But man, the food.
1: Yeah, I'm about to say, if you're not sore from the working out tomorrow, you're going to be sore from all the eating and all the digestion and everything.
0: My stomach will feel like I've done the ab workout of ab workouts. But yeah, it's funny, like, because I, I normally work very hard and my metabolism is pretty efficient, there there have been a couple of moments today where I have felt hungry and I'm just like, wow, that's weird. Because by, by 11 o'clock this morning, I had eaten my normal full day's worth yeah. of calories. So I was like, yeah. wow. And so well,
1: is this, this is the first of many celebrity workouts you're going to try?
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll, do, I'll do Cavill right now. I'll, I'll probably keep it right now to like um, superheroes, actors, or you know like something that has to do with a superhero like the 300 yeah. workout cuz that was obviously directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. I might even do Gal Gadot's workout and nutrition. Yeah. Batfleck, I reckon, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to do this maybe depending I mean, you on you can't
1: how do I, it every week. You've no, got to give your body a chance. Depending so, on yeah. how
0: I pull up, I'm thinking once a month maybe, but more like yeah. probably once every other
1: month. Yeah, cuz you don't want this to interrupt the rest of your training to do for doing for Spartan and exactly. it feels like you're really talking like a running um, person again. Like you're talking all the running lingo with intervals and recovery it. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, I'm loving it's, it. uh, you're not losing your Spartan cred, are you? Your muscle oh, cred. No, no, no. i tell you what, the, the first
0: workout that I did this morning, uh, it was a fast and cardio, but it was metabolic training. So it was compound weights. So it basically I went to the gym and it was uh, three heavy squats, six pull-ups, nine push-ups, as many of that as you can in 9 minutes. Yeah. That was that's a good Spartan training. Yeah. Thing. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh, you're feeling that.
0: But yeah, no, it's it's interesting cuz you're right. Like I'm I'm certainly putting a lot more emphasis on my running because I feel like that's like because I train for the strength, I train for my grip. I, I do all that stuff now anyway. Putting the emphasis especially if I'm going for this ultra in October. Um, it's like it's it's a smarter thing like my intervals I think probably around August I'll I'll stop the inter maybe actually mid july I'll stop the intervals or at least take them down quite a notch and that yeah. that uh, Wednesday interval session will actually then turn into maybe a uh, like a a midweek long run. Yep. So yeah, I might, I run's good. yeah, so I'll like start maybe with intervals, but instead of doing 10, 400 meter repeats at 340, maybe i do 10, 400 meter repeats at like 430 just to yeah. tire myself out and then continue on with another eight or nine Ks, just like, you know, like a 11, 12 up to 15 kilometer, uh, midweek long run, maybe.
1: Hmm. And and let's segue into the topic of today. Yes. Are you going to do that run at tempo pace or are you going to do it at threshold pace? Because they're the same thing, aren't they, Andrew? Well...
0: Technically, no. This is
1: like, po- listeners, <laughs> this is like poking a bear. That's right. Andrew has been wanting to talk about the difference between tempo and threshold for about three weeks now. And, yeah. and to be honest, my procrastinating and not being available for a podcast, a little bit of that is just letting his rant build up a little bit Yeah, more. dude, I've been to
0: like sitting in a
1: corner rocking back and forth. Just adding lines and lines. He, he said show notes. It's actually more of a manifesto right now <laughs> that he's come up with. Um, <laughs> this. The difference between tempo and threshold, Andrew, is one of the things that you really want people to understand the difference between. It's yeah. one of your little bugbears. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know why? Because I was so very confused when I first started running because the answers that are on the internet are so confusing, <laughs> and that's why people are confused by it. So the best way you can look at it is that all threshold runs can be considered tempo runs, but not all tempo runs can be considered threshold runs so that that's a fortune
1: cookie right there
0: i'm so glad i said that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so the basic premise is so tempo uh, a tempo run is technically not a scientific term it's not a scientific run in the threshold the threshold is scientific that threshold threshold run, is measurable it's measurable and it's determined yeah. by say a vo2 max test your threshold In other words, your lactate threshold, which those two things are pretty much, those are the same thing. You can use those interchangeably. Now lactate, that's accumulating in your blood, right? So when your lactate is accumulating in your blood faster than you can process it, that's when you start to go downhill, right? That's when you're starting to reach that threshold and possibly going past it. So lactate is a byproduct of exercise. and the, basically, it's not so much the lactate that makes you tired. It's actually the hydrogen molecules in the lactate that are making you feel tired and drained because they're commu- uh, consuming your oxygen. So that's a bit of a mm. scientific background for those of you who want to know. So once you can no longer clear that out of your blood, you've crossed over the lactate threshold. And that's when you start to really start to deteriorate. That's yep. when you start to hit that wall. That's when you, your pace starts to really, really slow down. Now your lactate threshold, this is accepted that you can probably keep that effort up from anywhere from a half hour to 60 minutes depending on your pace. I will always say to somebody if they're asking me what my uh, their lactate threshold pace is, I'd be like, look, go out and run a 10K as fast as you can. That's pretty much, yeah. that's, your, that's your, I mean, for me, my lactate threshold is about 425 to 430 and that is my 10k race pace yeah um it's not an exact science it'll go from person to person um but basically once you hit that and once you go past that it's 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 hitting that wall you're in wall town right yeah Uh, we all know as runners we've all experienced that once or twice
1: And you can you can keep yourself away from that threshold limit and that wall on longer runs by doing things like fueling strategies and stuff exactly. like that. That's why you take on fuel to to take care of those byproducts that are getting into your body and working them out. Um, and that's why you know getting the lactate out of your legs after a hard workout. That's what recovery runs are for. Exactly. Let you. So it's threshold is a scientific thing that's you know actually measurable, and everyone has a threshold. Right. Right.
0: Um, and that's that again. That's determined by your VO2 max tests, blood tests. Uh, a good VO2 max test will actually have a blood test as you're doing it, so every few minutes whoever's administering the test will take your um, uh, your blood and check out the mili- uh, millimole levels and all that good stuff to determine what your blood sugar levels, your, your burn rate level is. Uh, they'll look at heart rate, all that stuff to get your anaerobic threshold.
1: Yeah. And your their <laughs> typical smartwatch will do something equivalent as well. It'll look at your pulse rate. It'll look yeah. at your pace. It'll do some calculations. Correct. And it'll say for an average person of your dimensions, this is kind of what your threshold is. Correct. You know, it's no going to be nowhere near as accurate as but it'll give you a an VO2 test. It's going to put you in the sort of range of exactly. where Exactly.
0: And I, in, in saying that, I would say if you want to look at your heart rate on a Garmin or what, like I, for the past two months, have been running with a heart rate strap that goes around my chest uh, because those are much more accurate um the the wrist heart rates they're accurate to a point but i find that those are far more jumpy you know timey-wimey wibbly-wobbly um and uh funnily if you have a garmin and you have a heart rate strap they actually have a fun little test where you can determine your lactate threshold um, where it brings you up brings your heart rate up and and it you know, I did it just for the heck of it a couple of weeks ago, and it, it told me that my heart rate, my threshold is four thirty, which is
1: pretty cool. Yeah, pretty I think your your, your um, assumption before, like if you are a runner who's listening to this podcast and you don't have a smart watch that tells you all this stuff, um, your ten k time yeah. is a pretty good reflection, I'd say. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that. It puts you right there. Um, so that's what's the threshold run, which is the same as a tempo run. So the tempo run, <laughs> so a tempo run is a prescribed. K, uh, a prescribed, K prescribed pace for prescribed duration has yeah. nothing to do with the threshold. Could your threshold run be a tempo run? Sure. You're looking at, a, for me specifically, I'm looking at like a 420 to 430 tempo pace. Yeah. But some people will say that uh, a tempo run is something that you can do in your comfortably uncomfortable pace for up to 40 mm. s- to 60 minutes. Whilst that's true, it's it's not the only scenario. Right. All no. th- like I said before, all threshold runs are tempo runs, but not all tempo runs are considered.
1: Correct. Threshold. So if, I, if, I, if I'm doing a threshold run using my 10K time as an indicator, I'm running again somewhere in that 420 to 430 range. That's my threshold right. run. If I'm doing a tempo run for a marathon, I'm probably doing my tempo run at a 450 pace that's right now my 450 pace is not my threshold pace it's not that lacto lactate threshold that you just spoke about before mm. but it is the tempo pace i need to go do a marathon run right and i'll probably do that for much longer than 10k
0: exactly and that's that's where it comes into play you can you can you can prescribe a tempo run in any way that you want to so for example for a long distance marathon training run say you're doing 30 kilometers okay you do um you know, a five kilometer warm up, then you maybe do 20 kilometers at your tempo pace, which could be your goal race pace, could yeah. be slightly faster than goal race pace, maybe your half marathon pace. I would dare say that most of us in the average running community will not be able to run 20 kilometers at your anaerobic threshold pace. It's just not going to no. happen. And unless you can, because that's. Unless you can run a half marathon in sixty minutes, which most of us can't, unless we're elites. Because if you're an elite runner, chances are you're not listening to this podcast. Um, Welcome
1: if you are. Exactly. Thank you. To have you on as a guest.
0: Uh, Welcome. (laughs) Totally. Um, But for the average runner, you know, for the average
1: runner, your ten k pace should be faster than your half marathon pace. Exactly. And your half marathon pace should be faster than like you know your tempo run is different depending on the type of race that you're practicing that tempo for. And as as the races get shorter and shorter, the tempo and the threshold gap might close. Mm. And you might find that your you know, your tempo pace for 800, if you're really trying to run an 800 meter, is probably going to be very, very, very close to your threshold pace because you're right. trying to run that flat out. Like you said before, you know that you can't run certain races at flat out the whole time. Mm. You need to be sort of hanging on to something. And that's where tempos come in. And it, it's, as a runner, it gives you discipline and control over what you're doing. And that's a huge mental advantage knowing that you're the one controlling the pace exactly because with your threshold your body is effectively applying a limit right and like tempo your mind is applying the limit right that's a
0: great way to look at it that's a great way to look at because it. It, again it goes back to that scientific thing where a threshold pace you're you're operating at like 90 percent of your max heart rate and your body's only going to let you do that x amount of time and again for that average runner an average runner will run a 10k from anywhere from 40 to 60 minutes yeah. um and yeah, so the tempo is just something that you have in your head that you're like, yeah, I'm going to go out and run 20 Ks at my uh, half marathon pace during this long run, which is a great, which is a great thing.
1: And it's, it's, a, it's a challenging pace, but it's a pace that you control. It's not an easy run. No. An easy run is something that you know you can do. Uh, a tempo run is something where you're like, I'm going to try and hold myself to this pace because it is a challenge or i want to prove i can do it for that long um yeah so a a tempo tempo if you're doing tempo runs it actually is a fairly advanced form of training where Hmm. you know your body well enough and you know your goals well enough to go right i know i need to do a certain run at at a certain distance and a certain time i'm probably going to need to think about that run in the days leading up to it and i know that this run is going to be challenging enough that i might actually need to think about something the day after right it actually shows a more advanced thinking about your training if you are planning tempos
0: that's it and it it, it helps you add quality to your long runs i was talking about this a couple weeks ago like for example with that 16k that i was talking about i ran it between an easy and moderate pace and i could consider that moderate pace a tempo because that Mm. was in my head something that i determined at while i was running or a little bit before i was running and i could control that it wasn't like my easy pace was going to be six and a half minutes then i was going to do 5.15 Five fifteen per kilometer for as long as I could. It was like, no, I'm gonna do five fifteen for three kilometers, and then I'm gonna go back up to six six and a half minute pace. That's a choice. That's a tempo, um, yeah. and it it really, especially when you're training for longer distance races, it's good to have that quality in the middle of your long, in the middle of your long runs because it helps simulate, you know, changes in terrain, changes in race conditions, tired legs, all that yeah. good stuff that we always talk about
1: exactly
0: so then we want to get into so why should we run threshold runs like you you don't obviously want to run threshold runs all the time because it's just not good for you but
1: you can because they're hard
0: they are hard exactly (laughs) and your body needs like to recover i would not run a threshold run more than once or twice
1: a week tops yeah maximum yeah right Depending on your skill level, of course, give or take. Because your threshold run isn't just going to be testing your blood and oxygen and stuff like that. It's going to be really testing your muscle fibers yeah. and impact. Like, it is a, a proper workout. It's a real,
0: yeah. It's like When you go for it, you feel different muscles working. And yeah. those muscles aren't meant to, they're not meant to go long distances. That's why you're never going to see anybody ever run a marathon at their threshold pace it's impossible you can't do it
1: even elite that's a really interesting point yeah so people like kipchoge and that their threshold run pace would actually be even faster again yeah than their marathon pace which is just insane
0: i mean his threshold pace is probably
1: like a minute kilometer kilometer pace
0: (laughs) it's just nuts
1: yeah and 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 running at a threshold is again different to doing intervals because intervals is again a repetitive work off work really hard then recover work really hard then right. recover whereas I the mean, threshold is more of a continuous it's thing. a more
0: continuous thing and if you're new to threshold that speaking of which a good way to get used to running at your threshold pace yes. is to run threshold intervals so you get your heart rate up to that threshold whatever pace that is you run what you can do it by time uh, by distance but then you come right back down um, so you can do threshold intervals but a true yes threshold run is keeping that threshold for you know for an extended period of time and basically the reason that we want to do that so long story short the science tells us that the more you practice at this threshold the better your body will be at efficiently working through it so in other words the better you get the better your heart will work at that pace and eventually your uh it'll allow you to go at a quicker pace for that heart rate in turn then helping your blood oxygen, all that good stuff work more efficiently. So your threshold pace over time will go from say 430 to 425 to 420 It's going to take a long time. Yeah. But you know, the more you do it, the longer you'll be able to hold it, you'll get the most out of it and and it'll really help. So basically when you're doing threshold, you want to really determine where that is and you want to work really near and up to it once you cross over and go past your threshold like if i'm if i'm trying to do a unless you're going for a race right if you're doing something specific but if your threshold is 430 and you're constantly running at a 415 for 30 and 40 minutes well a if you're doing it constantly maybe that's yeah. your true threshold but if you're trying to do it and you're not succeeding you head into diminishing returns um but what the threshold runs do if you do it smart intelligently you can improve your vo2 max you can run faster for longer you improve that lactate threshold you will eventually reduce fatigue at slower paces which is always a good thing because that'll help you go longer you'll improve performance when you're racing it's easier to run during training and as we all want your body will become much more efficient
1: yeah and i think that the big key part there is what you said a couple of minutes ago is not trying to do these threshold runs two, three times a week because your body's going to need a chance to recover because that's when it gets the benefits from doing these things is when it's recovering, not when it's going out and doing another threshold run just two days or three days later. That's when injuries occur. You need time to build up to it. But it's like when people say, well, how how can you possibly run four minutes a kilometre for a marathon? It's like, well, you start by running four minutes a kilometre for a kilometre. Yeah, and then you do four minutes a kilometer for two kilometers, and you build up over time, over time. And in some cases, you can't even start by doing it for a kilometer; you have to start with four hundred meter repeats. I mean, there was just, you know, there was a time I couldn't do, up. you
0: know, three forty kilometer pace for f- four hundred meters. There was a time I could barely do that for a hundred meters. But yeah. it takes time, and folks, sometimes it will take years. Like yep. I've been, I've been trying to get to that sub twenty five k for three years, and it it will take time so don't think i mean how often do we say it it's not going to be an overnight success right like if you're fourth if you have a 430 threshold it's going to take you a good maybe like a year before you get to 420 for even 425 yeah at best case scenario
1: and that's training hard. That's being lucky with injuries. That's mm. yeah, doing all that. But it is absolutely possible. And we, you've you've done it, and we've seen other people in our running groups do it yeah. with the consistency of time. possible. Yeah. I mean, look possible. at Simon, dude. Like, oh, yeah. Remember
0: when he first started, and now he's running sub nineteen minute five
1: k's. Yes, um, exactly. And he's is... the epitome of consistency.
0: Exactly, you know? and he's mm. like, he is he is like an exception, like to the rule. I feel because I mean, yeah. I've never seen anybody
1: his his tempo runs and his threshold runs are very very close yeah so he he, he his lactate threshold it feels like is not that far off what he actually goes out and runs a tempo run but he doesn't go run his like you know i've seen him run a 5k and a 10k fast and then i've seen him go run a midweek run and he doesn't run his midweek runs um as fast as those threshold runs mm. but what he does do is he controls the tempo yeah
0: he's
1: you know his clockwork his kilometers are just like dot 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 yeah. he's in complete control over the tempo he's running at versus the threshold run when he goes flat out of the park run or something where he's letting his body dictate how fast he can go and he's he's basically trying to hang on to that threshold for as long as possible whereas with the tempo he's controlling how long mm. he does it for
0: that's it and that's and that's a really good like i'm trying to get better with my tempos like especially with like easy pace right i like if I'm running a if I run my first kilometer at an easy pace run at six fifteen and I want to keep doing easy pace runs, I will try to get to that six fifteen or as close to it as possible for the next kilometer for the next kilometer after that. And I try not to allow that to uh, change give or take by like three to five seconds. It's not the end of the world if it does, that's just me. But it keeps you accountable to those easy paces. Like it doesn't allow you to, you know, try to go too fast when you shouldn't. Um yeah because you know we we look at that 8020 rule cuz all this running when you're doing it faster is great it's 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 you're working your biomechanical efficiency your systemic efficiency but the trade off is that it's hard on your body and it will cause yeah. that stress to your system so you got to stick to that 8020 rule right 80% of your runs got to be easy yeah 20% of your runs can be hard i have i run 6 days a week 5 6 days a week I only have two runs in that week that are that are threshold or interval runs. Uh, the rest of them are easy. Yeah, maybe my long run I'll do some tempo in the middle of it, but never, never anything faster than like a five fifteen at the moment.
1: Um, yeah, correct. And, and tempo runs are a lot more active in terms of you are monitoring your watch a lot, trying to stay yeah. within that range. Um, something that works with tempo runs is. Um, it's a little thing, but, you know, music and trying to get some music that sort of keeps you at a constant pace, not too fast, but not too slow. You know, it's something that can, because a tempo run, you should be pushing yourself a little bit. Sure. It's not, again, it's not an easy run where you're kind of just going and you're letting the body dictate how you feel. Right. And sometimes you can have easy runs that are absolutely fantastic pace mm-hmm. because they feel, and they still feel easy. Whereas in a tempo run, you are trying to work. So keeping an active eye on your watch and active eye on your pace, using music to help guide you and motivate you and keep going. Those are sort of tips if you're, you know, you're trying to set a tempo run, and you're sort of like, well, I can do my tempo run for four or five k's, but trying to build it out to eight k's or ten k's or sixteen k's is really, really hard. Yeah, um, that's where you know, using the advantages of technology might be able to help you out there. And, and running with a group, groups are great for tempo runs. Absolutely. If there's three or four of you, and you've all told yourself you're going to try and run at five fifteen pace, well, then there's three other people looking for that pace to make sure that you're holding it as well
0: exactly and like i always said like some of the best runs that i ever ran uh were the those sunday morning long runs with Winfit. like safe anthula was there like Mm. i don't think i ever ran 15 and 20 and 25 kilometers as fast as i did when i was running with uh with you guys Mm. is that always great do you want to do that every week probably not um that's what i tried to do (laughs) yes um uh but yeah it's just yeah you 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 learn how to keep you know your accountable to those easy runs like with my long runs once i hit uh, hit into 20 kilometer territory my long runs are probably going to look very different than they do now so like uh, there will be many more easy kilometers than moderate kilometers like there are now like right now it's probably about half and half uh, on each run but to preserve myself from injury you know instead of doing 50 50 i might do 100% a hundred percent easy or maybe 80 20 like 20 percent of that run will be a little bit harder not hard but a little bit harder and 80 percent of it will be nice and easy
1: yeah that's like when, when i did my seven or eight days in a row of 20 kilometers or two hours a day like mm-hmm. i said my mini they were easy runs they weren't even close to tempo runs right. um they were basically like i'm just gonna try and stick to it easy pace And they were 100% easy runs versus, you know, on the weekend I got out there and I did like a a 22K run. Mm -hmm. And there was a portion of that in the middle, which was a a tempo run. I sort of sat there and went, right, for this little bit here, I'm running on a nice, easy surface. It's nice and flat. The weather's good. Let me try and push that pace to something that's a little bit more controlled in a tempo thing. And then the rest of that run was easy run as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And and trying to do tempo pace in the middle of a long run or in the second half of a long run, when you're on tired legs, that can also be really, really good. Because you're sort of challenging those tired legs to do something exactly. um, that's a little bit tougher than an easy run. But again, it's not flat out like a threshold. Because right. the whole point of your little soliloquy here is that thresholds and tempo are different.
0: Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Tempo is quality, threshold is quality. They're both very different types of, of quality. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, to sum mm-hmm. up, basically, right. So tempo runs you can do over a long period of time. Like For example, you can do a 10 to 15 mile tempo run. most people can't do a 10 to 15 mile threshold run Mm -hmm. the athletes that can do 10 miles in 50 to 60 minutes and call that a threshold run are like not us um i'm not me anyway um you know most people can't do that so and then of course your yeah your threshold run is that scientific run that brings your body to that lactate threshold and that's the point where you can't clear the lactate out and of course the lactate isn't the bad guy it's the hydrogen within the lactate that... Naughty hydrogen. What's that?
1: Naughty hydrogen.
0: Naughty hydrogen. Bad (laughs) hydrogen. Um, (laughs) uh, And that's, that's, that's where you have it. That's the basic understanding, the basic premise of tempo versus threshold. So the next time somebody says to you anything about a tempo run or a threshold run, you now know the difference. But I guarantee most people that talk tempo and threshold are probably interchanging them.
1: Well, the internet incorrect. does all the time,
0: every time. Like, yeah, I remember one of the first episodes that I did for this podcast. I specifically said, I'm not quite sure what a tempo run is because yeah. I couldn't find the answer, like, I couldn't. And then I got smart,
1: yeah. And yeah. It, it makes it like your body decides what a threshold run is, right? You decide what a tempo run is, correct? Yeah,
0: correct. That's probably all we needed to say, and then we could have, like set like a thirty-second podcast episode.
1: Well, yeah, but that would have been a real mini, and I feel like that's shortchanging the audience. It's a good point. Yeah, That's a good point. Mm. So One yeah. thing we never shortchange the audience on is remember, everyone, uh, our sponsors are providing some absolutely fantastic deals for you. Um, first of all, I mentioned Spartan before, but Spartan events are still happening. Um, they're still on the cards and Andrew's got one in a couple of months time. And then Mm -hmm. another a couple of months after that, Um, where do we, what's the discount code people use at the Spartan website, Andrew?
0: Yeah, so the Spartan AU website, you can go and any race you want, use the coupon code Superman for a 15% discount off your race. If you have more than five or six people that you want to race with, contact me and I will get uh, the admin fee waived as well. Um, So that's the Spartan AU races. of course our other sponsor long-term sponsor generation you can so actually generation you can is trying to get me a booth at comic-con which was just postponed um oh which is a bummer but of course generation you can being the nutrition company that i use to help me keep me going once i now start to head into i can generally hit 20 kilometers fasted um, once I head to the 22, 25 kilometer, I'll start fueling with the patented Superstarch formula that uses your body's fat as fuel, as opposed to carbohydrates, to keep you going longer and harder than well, to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. And, and of course,
1: gels now, don't they?
0: They have those gels. They have Edge. Yeah um and they're apparently getting really great feedback about them so they're going to send me i think a couple of samples of those in a few weeks uh so you and i can try those out which will be cool um so basically yeah folks go on to generationyoucan.com.au check out their wide variety including protein powders carbohydrate powders electrolyte powders now the carbohydrates in all of this like i said it's that super starch complex carbohydrate they have the gel they have the bars so many good things, and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier for 15% off your first order. That's one word Breaking the Barrier. au. Well done.
1: They're really tasty as well. So yeah. they taste good. Like sometimes you buy those supplements, they've got that little chalky, metallic medicine-y taste. The That's Breaking the Barrier thing. stuff really does taste good, especially those are uh, salted peanut butter bars. Yeah. I really like those. They're
0: really good. Oh, mm. And any of their peanut butter stuff just fantastic some of my favorite things in the world i I mean and they're good for a cheat meal too like if you don't want to go crazy you just pound a couple of those into like a like a trail mix beautiful yeah they're pretty good yeah so
1: yeah remember to check out our 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 long-term sponsors uh also you know if you found this podcast chances are you know where we are on social media but we've also got the facebook group um which is alive and kicking uh and then the instagram page as well if you want to see andrew Um, cross-skilling with stuff from his Melbourne Superman Instagram, but also Breaking the Barrier Self. Check us out. Drop us a line wherever you get your podcasts from, five-star review. We'd love that. Uh, And let us know what you want to hear us talk about.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Right on. So (laughs) I I wasn't sure if you were going to interject there. so I.
1: No, I was was setting it up for you to wrap up. Right on. Yeah. that was absolutely perfect. And you just buffed
0: I, I kind of stepped all over it. That's kind of what
1: Yeah, do. that's okay. We'll leave this video so everyone knows how awkward it can sometimes get.
0: And how lousy at my job I can be. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> look, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. Where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I've been Andrew.
1: I've been Zach.
0: And we will catch you next time.